shows of Jimmy Allen. to Jimmy Allen's air adventures. Jimmy and Speed Robertson displayed a fine bit of sportsmanship shortly after the takeoff from the old city of Yonansu. Ireland, the strange Russian who was leading in the race, suddenly swerved off his course and made a perilous forced landing. The rules would have allowed the two boys to continue and gain a tremendous lead on their rivals. However, fearing the Russian may be injured, they dismiss all thoughts of a victory from their minds and land to help their companions. Flash Lewis soon discovers the cause of the trouble and repairs it. We now find the four airplanes ready for the takeoff again. Speed and Jimmy are seated in the cockpit of their huge transport with engines idling. Well, we're all set. Let's hope that none of us have any more trouble. I can't get over the way that Russian acted after we gave up a chance to get a big lead on it. Oh, he was ashamed of himself when he discovered his carelessness. He just acted that way to cover up his embarrassment. Yeah, I guess that's it. Well, he was lucky to get down without cracking up. Well, we did all we could. Forget about him. Think about ourselves for a few minutes. Right you are. Remember now, kid, we've got to watch this gas supply of ours. If we don't, we'll run out before we get to Canton, sure as I'm a foot high. I'll watch it, Steve. We're going to lose a lot of time, too. Well, there's no other way around it. If we run wide open, our gas will never get us to Canton. Well, I'll run it less than half throttle. We'll lose a lot of time, but at least we'll get there. Going to be tough, kid. To sit here and see those other ships go by us. It sure is. Knowing that if we could only open up these engines, we'd show them all our tail wheel in a hurry. Yeah. All but Iron. We can't show him our tail wheel. Don't forget this. Why, George, I just can't figure out how he gets so much speed out of that ship. He doesn't have as much power as we do. And the way he gets off the ground. Why, it has me stumped. It explains a lot better than I figured. Gee, Peter, looks bad for us, doesn't it? Every lap, we lose more time. How in the world can we win this race? Well, I... Jimmy, I'm even afraid to think about it. There's only one thing we can do. Stay in here and fight. Now you're talking. Just stay in and fight. Well, here comes Iron taxing up even with us. I guess we're all set now. Uh, what are we doing about our time? On account of this forced landing? It won't make any difference. 
We all left Yun and Fu together. We all turned back and landed here when the Russian went down. Oh, sure. And now we're all leaving the field at the same time. That's the idea. But we're all on an equal basis. But it will make our running time between the two cities longer than it ordinarily would have been. Yeah, that's right. We have no one to start us here. So we've all agreed to take off as soon as we see the English ship beginning to move. Oh, because he's running last. Well, that's fair enough. I'm sure it won't make much difference. Great, these are the radio. What's the matter? The radio? What do you mean? Quick, turn it on. I nearly forgot it. Oh, gosh, that broadcasting camp on. Is that what you mean? That's it. Here, I'll turn it on. There. Oh, gee, we may have missed the broadcast while we were helping Iris. Oh, by George, I hope not. Our only chance on this lap is a break in the weather. <laughs> Seems funny to be wishing for bad weather. I know it, but it's our only chance. If the weather's tough around Canton, I just have a hunch we can navigate better than those other fellows. But what makes you think that? They're all good pilots. Well, I'll tell you, Jim. Uh-oh. There's a Canton station. And they're still playing music. Say... Do you suppose the Rennick's already been on the air and we've missed him? Oh, confound it. I don't know, kid. It'll be just our luck the way it's been running. Just keep tuned in and we'll see. They get set. The English ship's running up its motors. Yeah, that's right. Watch yourself. We're all ready. Here he goes. Give it a gun, kid. Here we go. There goes Gerard. Here comes the Russian. Boy, I'll say he's coming. Look at that ship of his getaway. Great Scott, it's off the ground already. Yes, he's out ahead of us, way on the takeoff. I don't see how he does it with such a load. Where's the rock? He's back of us. He can't pass us with our engines wide open. There, we're off the ground. Well, yank up the wheels. All right. Here they go. All right. Set your props for high pitch. Yeah, I'll do that. Now, hold your revolutions right there. If you open them up anymore, you'll burn too much gas. They'll stay right here until we make Canton. I only hope we make Canton. Oh, boy, look at that Russian game on it. See, doesn't it make you sick to sit here and watch him pull away? I know how you feel, Jimmy. But this is a lot better than not being in the race at all. Uh-oh. The rock's getting on us now. Yeah, here he comes. You can sure tell the difference the instant we throttle the engine. Sure, look at that airspeed. We're running 30 miles under our top. Oh, gee, if we could only open up these things. Well, there's the rock right behind us. He's coming on fast, too. Look at him. Look at the big dread on his face. I'll bet this pleases him. It should. He'd never get by us any other way. Well, I can at least grin way back at him. All right, that's your own. Don't do it, old fella. He's easy. He's waving back. Ain't no luck anyway. There he goes. Well, let's see. It's 663 miles to Canton. That's going to take us over two hours at this rate. See, it seems slow when other ships pass in the air. It sure does, Jim. Just think of the days and weeks it takes these Chinese to travel that distance on land. It must seem funny to them to have an it. Uh oh. The music stops. Let's listen. Okay. Mike, did you hear him say that, Jim? That must be it. Radio listeners of China. This concludes the program of music. And now we have great honor to listen to Mr. Reddick of National Airways 628 on the subject of aviation in China. I have now great honor to present Mr. Reddick. Oh, boy, oh, boy, we're in luck after all. Oh, gee, this is great. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my privilege to address you today on the sub
to try to tell you what my company, National Airways, is doing. In the first place, I think it appropriate to mention the fact that Freehaven is playing an ever-increasing part in the development of aviation. To you listeners in the vicinity of Canton, it is unnecessary to remind you that at this moment, your great city is covered with a dense fog. Oh, did you hear that, Steve? Tony Lowe, Jim, that's all we want to know. Okay. I'll go for Canton. Is that what you wanted to hear? Good old Remis. Oh, that's exactly what I've been hoping for. You see, Jim, at this time of year, Canton is subject to considerable rain and sleepy weather generally. And I just had a hunch that we might run into some of it. But you didn't know how to learn about it because our station isn't completed yet. Sure. Well, I picked it up with Remis to make this talk on aviation and right at the start, he was to mention the weather conditions. I get it. If the water was clear, he'd, he'd say so. And if not, of course, he mentions just what the conditions are. That's exactly it. There was no other way to get a weather report. By George, that's a clever idea. But say, Steve, why do you think this fog will give us an advantage over the other pilots? Well, here's the idea, Jim. As near as I've been able to learn, these other pilots have had a lot of racing experience, but not in bad weather flight. In fact, none of them are airline pilots. Oh, I see. They haven't had the experience of flying tough weather, which the average line pilot gets. Right. Which means just this. We're going to match our ability to fly in tough weather against theirs. Yes, but we may not find it so easy ourselves. Well, we'll take that chance. I don't know how far out from Canton the fog extends, but when we hit it, we can tune in on a directional radio, which will bring us right over Canton. You mean tune in on that same commercial station? Certainly. It'll bring us right in over the city. It'll do that. But if the fog is right down the ground, how will we find the field? Well, you have me there, Ken. I don't know how we'll find the field. But if we can get to Canton, we'll worry about getting down from the roof of the city. And by George, this may make up for the disadvantage of having to fly throttled in order to save gas. We'll keep her right on the course and watch those engines. The one thing that would wreck us now is running out of gas before we got there. I'll watch them. And in another two hours, we ought to be over Canton. We ought to be getting close to it, Jim. We've been in the air now two hours and twelve minutes. The way I figure, Canton is right around here somewhere. Tune in on that radio station again. We'll take another flight on our directional compass. Okay. Boy, eh? Boy, eh? Boy. That's all this funny thick, isn't it? Yeah, and it's right down on the ground, too. A while ago, you had it down to 200 feet. We were still in it. Ah, I was afraid to go down any lower. There's some hills around here somewhere. Yeah. There's that station again. Listen closely. See if the volume's any clearer. Hey, listen to how clear it comes in now. It certainly can't be very far away. Yeah, you're right. Take another flight in your compass. There. Now look. We're still smack on the course. Yeah. We're hitting her right on the nose. Well, we must be right on the outskirts of Canton now, Steve. Those signals are much stronger than they were five minutes ago. Well, the way I figure, the city's right below us. Oh, but gee, how are we going to find out? Go down through this fog, or have a crash into a building. I know that. We don't dare go down through it. That'd be suicide. Yeah, we can't stay up here much longer. Look at these gas gases. They're right down on the zero mark. I'm surprised the gas has held out this long. You did a swell job on missing those engines. They see. Signals are getting a little fainter now. You must have passed over Canton. Yeah, you're right. Here, Jim. Make a wide tipping turn of 180 degrees. That'll bring you back over the city. That's what I was. That'll bring you back over the city. That's what I was. That'll bring you back over the city. That's what I was. Wonder what's happened to the other ship. I'd like to know too. The 
only hope they don't try to come in under this stuff. Oh, they crack up sure. Yeah, Miss Fogg extends westward for nearly a hundred miles. They pulled up over it like we did, stayed on their course. They'd certainly be around here in this vicinity. Well, there's not a sign of them. Maybe they went down through it. Yes, maybe they've landed. They might be us at our own game speed. Listen, we'd better go down through it. If those other ships have landed, it'll make us look like a couple of chumps. Oh, not a chance, kid. Now, we're not going down yet. But we're just about out of gas. We'll have to go down in a minute whether we want to or not. Yes, yes, I know that. Well, we've got to do something. Let's go down while we still have our engine. No. Let's go down while we still have our engine. No, no, Jim. We can't take a chance. It's one thing or the other. What are we going to do, Steve? A dense gray pall hides the airport from the two pilots. Low on gas and caught in the treacherous fog, what can the boys do? Let's see what develops in the next air adventure. The program has come to you through the facilities of the World Broadcasting System.